You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's not doing any layoffs <laughs> this week. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Some of us are on thin ice. Yeah, we gotta watch it. I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you this week. A bunch of news to talk about. Some uh, movie stuff, some game stuff. Who knows? What else? But first, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. Check it out! Let's go gramble. Let's go grambling. <laughs> Here we go. We watched a couple movies over the past couple weeks at yeah. this point. Yeah, sure. Um, first was uh, that Apollo 10 and a half that showed up on Netflix recently. It's a, a Richard Linklater movie. Okay. It has that rotoscoped animation oh, style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you watch the trailer on Netflix... It sounds like it's going to be a funny comedy about a kid going into space. They set it up where, like, this kid's being met with uh, guys from NASA mm-hmm. that explain that uh, they accidentally made the lunar module too small. <laughs> okay. So they have to get a kid to, to test it out and, <laughs> and pilot it and go to the moon first in secret, which is very funny. That's a very that's funny a, premise. That's a funny premise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not what the movie is about, <laughs> it turns out. Okay. Um, well, it does that bit. It starts with the kids playing kickball, and then the government guys show up, and they do that whole bit from the trailer on Netflix. And then the narrator, who's a very subdued Jack Black. Okay. And he actually he does a pretty good job with is it. Is it Jack sure. Black? It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> but first he goes, let me set the scene for you to what it was like in the time period. And that goes on for about an hour. Whoa. Okay. It it is an hour of uh, Grandpa Boomer reminiscence of what the late 60s and early 70s were like. Okay. And like maybe if I'd come into the movie knowing that. I wouldn't have hated it as much as I did. Yeah, to have that just like surprise thrown at you, that's a bit... We got got about a half an hour into it, and I'm like, surely they're going to start the main plot soon. And I pause it and look like we're halfway through the movie. And it just kept going wow. for like another half hour before we got to any bit about the kid going into space. And that part of the plot is so inconsequential to everything else that it almost doesn't even matter that it's there. Oh, what the weird. Heck? And, like, I guess it's supposed to be playing with, like, is this kid imagining it? Did he make it up? Is it real? Oh, sure. We'll never know. But also, it really doesn't matter because the story was so boring. Like, Weird. He just does it. Like oh, in, So there's no, no build suspense up. build up yeah. or anything? It just... Yeah, there's no, will he do it? Is there, is he going to run into some trouble on the way? No, he just does it. He just learns how to pilot the spaceship. Yeah, has no problems. Uh, goes to the moon. First one on the moon comes back. Nobody knows it's a secret. Oh, but there, there was no like, there was no drama to it whatsoever. Oh man! And the rest of it is just reminiscing about the time period and like man, when that's... sitting with his family watching the actual moon landing and he falls asleep and like, what's a dream? What's real? Did he make up this story that? <sighs> is not interesting it sounds so late it (laughs) sounds really boring it was (laughs) i mean it was done in a in a like interesting way kind of interesting way it was done artfully i guess is what i would say but not in it's also not anything you've ever heard before yeah not heard before yeah that's oh that's weird it just it just sounds like grandpa's rambling for an hour and a half. Well, that's a shame because Linklater usually knocks it out of the park with stuff. You know? I mean, he did uh, Scanner Darkly, I think. And that's where a lot of the rotoscoping and, and things like that came from. That was pretty, you know, I mean, it was weird, but it was good. The, the rotoscoping looks nice. The animation's really good and, like, clean. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, sometimes with that rotoscoping, it gets to a point where it gets kind of uncanny and you kind of yeah. don't like it. Mm-hmm. It... it 
it takes that uncanny valley like ooh stop stop doing that yeah Sorry, i'm just this, thinking of all that adult swim rotoscoping stuff they used to do <laughs> oh yeah but this I, I don't think i ever felt uncanny valley in in any of this did you no yeah it looked nice it just was i was i just felt like i was tricked yeah <laughs> no i i could see that's why, that that's I why you're mad that. that's yeah. why you're mad you were tricked yeah i, I was tricked into listening to grandpa rambling because I thought I was going to get a funny movie. Like, that concept is so funny. Like, the conversation he has with the the kid and the two NASA agent guys, the best part of the movie, and the back and forth is really funny. Yeah. Like, they do the, the, the kid's like, you built it too small? How did that happen? And they're like, are you good at math? He's like, yeah. Do you get a 100% on every test? No. that's funny that's yeah no that's good that's a good that's a good back and forth and that's the highlight of the whole movie oh man oh that is a shame because the rest of it is is them talking about how they used to sneak into the drive-in and in school somebody would hit you when you were bad (sighs) yeah that just seems that just seems boring (laughs) sounds like a lame movie it doesn't even sound bad it just sounds boring it, it just sounds... Which makes it worse. It's, yeah. It's, At it, least be actively bad. It, it's like Christmas Story if it didn't have any jokes in it at all. So the Christmas Story. Uh, I know oh, you come don't like on. that. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good movie. It's not as good as, as people think. It's not the perfect movie, but it's a good movie. It's fine. But it, it's but it has, fine. It has that set, like, set in its time period. Yeah. In a in a nostalgic, it's like watching kind of, an episode of The Wonder Years, which I also feel as though it is like watching paint dry because <laughs> the entire series is here's uh here's Marv from Home Alone doing slow sad uh, voiceover while we're watching uh Ben Savage's brother have old timey adventures. <laughs> The other movie we watched, uh, this one was on Shutter, so it's a okay. spooky one. Good. It was. It's called An Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Okay. And it is a retelling of Frankenstein. Oh. In kind of like an urban, like modern urban, modern urban environment. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and it was really good and cool. So kind of like maybe like a vampire in Brooklyn on a, like a Frankenstein kind of level. I've never but seen that movie, but it sounds. I like a. I like a. I like a. It's one of Eddie Murphy's worst films. <laughs> <laughs> he does Eddie Murphy. He can do a great many things, but he cannot be a serious, suave vampire. <laughs> I, I will preface. It's been a long time since I watched that it's, movie. Yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, tell me about this movie. Yeah, it, it's a, about a girl whose mother dies in like what was it like a a robbery gone wrong or something? I, I don't remember. It was a, a violent long, crime. A, a violent crime. Mm-hmm. And then her brother is also killed in a, a violent crime with a local drug dealer. And she gets obsessed with the idea of death and that she can cure death. Interesting. And she works out of like an abandoned building Mm -hmm. um, and does the whole Frankenstein bit. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, but in a way that's modernized and also doesn't feel corny. It's just really worth a watch. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much because it is worth watching. It's It's one of the more... It's one of the more clever interpretations of Frankenstein that I've seen in a long time. No, I dig that. That's pretty awesome. That sounds good. I mean, I've been playing the the reboot Saints Row. That oh, that is now Volition's last game. Yeah, because they got shut down by the Embracer Group, whoever they are. Oh yes, yes. A bunch of rich jerks. Yeah, with their money in a lot of pockets all over the world, and they're shutting stuff down left and right. Yeah. And Josh, like you said earlier, you hadn't heard any good things about it. Neither had I, but it's on the PlayStation uh, Plus Plus Premium. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured I'd give it a shot, being that I like the other Saints Rows and it's their last game. Why Mm -hmm. not? I sure. I like the other Saints Rows because they're goofy and bananas. Yeah. That's why I like the other Saints Rows. This one is less, but still is. 
Mm. Um, I mean, it doesn't take itself seriously hardly at all, but tries a little harder to do so than the other games. I mean, okay. There's still jokes and... I mean, Saints Row's 1 and 2 were basically... Like, especially Saints Row 1 was like, here's Grand Theft Auto, but here's a gang management mechanic. Yeah. And Saints Row 2 was kind of more of that with a little bit of jokes. And then Saints Row 3 was just... That's when stuff just yeah. goes buck wild. You've, you've got superpowers now, and there's weapons that look like things that I can't say on air. Yep. And there's like a Tron level and all kinds of stuff. I think this game is like splitting the uprights between the two. Mm. Okay. Because it still wants to be funny, but it also wants to be a little bit grounded. And it tries a little too hard to make its millennial protagonists relatable. Oh, sure. In a way that just kind of feels... Empty? In insincere uh disingenuous yeah but i mean it's still got some snappy dialogue and is still a little bit funny the there's different voices for the main character that you can choose because you make your character from yeah that's kind of how saints row 3 was uh and the guy i picked and his whole vibe is a little too like ryan reynolds for (laughs) my taste it feels like i'm playing the video game that um free guy was based on oh gotcha (laughs) all right Nice. Like in more ways than oh. one. <laughs> but overall, it's it's still a good time. It's still got solid controls and shooting mechanics. Um, it's got a good healing mechanic where you have a like a takedown power that has a cooldown. Mm-hmm. And you, when you use that takedown, that's how you can regain your health in combat. Oh, interesting. Kind of, kind interesting. of like the new Doom games have like yeah, the Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Space Marine was kind of like that too. Like if you executed an enemy, you got your health back. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's like that, but in a Grand Theft Auto style of game. Gotcha. Well, as long as it drives better than Grand Theft Auto, I'll oh, take yeah. it. Because it drives yeah. like an arcade game and not like a real car. <laughs> and Grand, Theft looks- Grand Theft Auto doesn't even drive like a real car. And all the cars act like all the wheels are bald. True. And moving a character around in Grand Theft Auto feels bad too. Yeah. Uh, but the, like the cars, you can do like sideswipe maneuvers by holding a couple buttons, and the car kind of jumps a little bit to the side, mm. so you can sideswipe other cars. And it it takes things that regular that Grand Theft Auto would take serious, in in a way that makes the game less fun, and says, "No, we want you to have fun in this game. Like yeah. we we want we want you to cause mayhem because that's what is fun." And that's that's what I like about that's it. That's why you're playing this. Yeah, it, it wants you to have fun in its playground. Yeah. And that's that's what makes it enjoyable. Like I like I said earlier, there's a mission where um you had to get a whole container, like a shipping container. You had to drag it down the street tethered to a car. And I I thought, well, if this was Grand Theft Auto, if that shipping container hit two other cars, it'd be like, mission failed. You broke the stuff you were carrying. Yeah. But in this game, they're like, no, please swing that, <laughs> swing it around. What well, sounds like a, 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 a the tail end of one of the Fast and the Furious movies? That is literally part of it. <laughs> they're they, they're dragging a, a bank vault behind two cars, and they're oh, swinging it around. I remember like a, seeing like that clip. a wrecking ball. I remember seeing that clip. Yeah, yeah, and then this game lets you do that. And oh, that's, nice! And that's why nice. I think it. Why it I works. Like it. Yeah, cool. Okay, so yeah, I guess I can go ahead and talk about the thing that I did this week. Um, nothing too crazy, nothing new, probably nothing I haven't already mentioned on the show before. But uh, I got in kind of a weird mood and decided to watch a classic trauma film the other day, uh, Cannibal the Musical, <laughs> uh, which it wasn't. It's it's um, distributed by Troma. It's not one of their like in-house films, yeah. but it is a movie by uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the guys who did South Park and Book of Mormon and all of that. And it was like basketball. their basketball. <laughs> yeah, actually, basically, they they just starred in basketball. They weren't. Yeah. Oh, okay. they would probably rather you not bring up basketball. <laughs> yeah, because that was that was a Zucker. That was uh, Abrams or Zucker. That was uh, uh, one of the airplane guys, uh, which I liked that movie. I thought it it's was been fine. a really, really long time. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if it holds up. Anything. Yeah. It, really probably, it probably does. It probably doesn't hold it, up. It's probably but. full of things that are problematic i'm sure probably but uh no cannibal the musical was actually a student film that uh trey and matt did while in college in colorado and uh about local legend alfred packer who was i think was he the last person or only person in the united states that has been 
convicted of uh, cannibalism. cannibalism. I think. Yeah, and the whole thing is is it's a it is a full blown musical that they wrote. Like Oklahoma yes, style. It's Oklahoma. Everybody, we're gonna go do a thing. <laughs> we're gonna go to Colorado territory and wildly misjudge <laughs> the trip and everything that it entails. And uh, yeah, like Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it is. It's as much of that as it is uh, Trey Parker getting back at an ex because. There's a whole subplot about uh, Alfred Packer losing his horse, Leanne, a horse that only he has ridden. Also, but as um, it turns out, she's she's let everyone ride. (laughs) And also he had an ex-girlfriend named Leanne. Leanne. Uh, Cartman's mom's first name yes leanne <laughs> yeah oh i always forget that yeah. apparently uh she leanne is in the final dance um sequence really yeah she was the choreographer for that final dance <laughs> and he he said I, uh, what was it uh, i'm not going to tell you which one but she always seemed to make herself work her way to the front <laughs> when doing this <laughs> but uh yeah no it was it it's it's rough. It's definitely a student film. It definitely has that we're going to go out into the wilderness and shoot a bunch of things because shooting in the wilderness it's doesn't free. require a, yeah. a, a permit. permit or anything. The acting is not great. There are a lot of goofs, like legitimate, like not planned goofs. Kind of like going back and watching Clerks. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like watching Clerks. Uh, at one point, uh, the, one of the cow, one of the other cowboys is, you know, trying to talk to a, a Native American. That she is an Indian. <laughs> you could tell by all the teepees. Of course, all the teepees are have uh, the Rising Sun logo, and they are all a bunch of Japanese act uh, extras that they hired <laughs> to play the Native Americans. And that's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> that that is a joke. But at one point, one of the one of the cowboys is is trying to chat up this this uh, girl, and he realizes she doesn't speak English and walks away. But as he does, he jingles his hands in his pockets, and you can hear his car keys <laughs> because they were just a bunch of college kids who didn't know any better, and they were just goofing off. This was a staple of many of a high school movie. Oh night. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> this might have been one of the first things that we kind of bonded over a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. But uh, no, uh, it's definitely worth searching out if you like goofy, Man, dumb stuff. I can't remember where I got that the DVD of it. I don't. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I read about it on the internet, and I loved South Park at the time, so mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I got to see this because." Yeah. Matt and Trey did it. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> and there were so many pre, like it was done pre South Park, uh, be, even before their, their first little, whatever the, uh, the pilot, the pilot or whatever. And, but there were so many jokes that eventually come back in South Park. Like at one point they wake up and he yells Ike for some reason. <laughs> and that's what's his I, name? Kyle's little, Kyle's brother. little brother, Ike. Um, the one is wearing like the the um I don't know the oh, Canadian yeah, Matt, style. Matt Stone's character has Matt's, that same hat. Has that same hat and he takes it off and there's a giant red afro. Oh, which like is Kyle. also like, like Kyle. Kyle, which is his character. Uh at one point, um uh Trey was overdubbing some extras in the background, and one is an old lady walking out of a store singing to herself, and it's Cartman's voice. It's just Cartman's yeah. voice. Oh man, though. Speaking of Cartman though, we've been watching like South Park for like a while now. Yeah. And I'm in like the later newer seasons and mm-hmm. Cartman's voice has changed so much. And it's like, it's, it's almost jarring. Huh? Really? I haven't noticed it, but that's, I'm not surprised. It's been, so I long. really, I really notice it when uh, Cartman goes to the Chinese restaurant, trying to get information out of the Chinese about the attack on America because he saw the Beijing opening ceremonies for the Olympics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, no, that's fine. Uh, but no, I would just say if you if you search this one out, go into it with an open mind. The songs are legitimately catchy. Oh, they're good. They're all extremely solid. Like, they're they're solid. The, there are still jokes that that they still hold up. It's well, yeah. It's you can tell that they were going to do big things. Yes. 
you, you can see their their talent in yeah. the movie, despite of what they had to work with at the time. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite of their goofs that worked it in. It actually made the joke funnier. So at one point near the end of the movie, Alfred Packer makes it to this town after the everything has happened with his his compatriots and whatever his party and um, some the sheriff of the town who apparently in real life was a bit of an alcoholic and couldn't remember his lines half the time walks up to him and says, okay, Packer tomorrow, we're going to get a posse together and we're going to find your, we're going to go out searching for your people. We're going to meet here at sunrise. You know what they say about sunrise. And then there's a pregnant pause because the actor forgot the line and he just kind of stands there for a second and then nods and then walks off. <laughs> you know what they say about sunrise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a cut rap song right in that area. There was, too. Yeah, yeah. Right in that scene. There was a rap song, yeah. Uh, but I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was it's stupid. They reference uh, um, Star Trek early on. At one point, uh, uh, Alfred Packer, they're, they're describing oh, what happens, and he, he goes, but that's not the way it happened. happened. And that's he says it in the exact same cadence that uh, Captain Kirk says in the court-martial episode. <laughs> but that's not the way it happened. They used to reference Star Trek all the time. Yeah. I don't think they do it so I don't, much anymore. Yeah. But. but also, there was a point in pop culture history when Star Trek was still pretty relevant, and then there was a long period of time where it's almost non-existent. That's true. Yeah. But no, it's um, really funny, <laughs> really funny. Worth worth checking out. I actually want to go back and watch more trauma stuff. Um, I loved it as a young twenty something, but oh. that was also at the time where you know being gross out stuff was equal to comedy. Yeah, yeah. offensive on purpose was a funny yeah, thing you could do. Like I don't know how much terror firmer or Tromeo and Juliet or. Oh, I'll bet I'll bet James Gunn would rather you not watch this. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Or or at least don't tell anybody he's working for what happened in those what happens in those movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the last Trauma movie I think I remember watching was Sergeant Kabuki Man. Sergeant oh, Kabuki Man is great that's though. That's a good movie. Yeah. That was them trying to go mainstream. Believe it or believe huh. it or not, <laughs> with the Kabuki cop, with the Kabuki cop, because they wanted to do a movie and then spin it off into an animated series like Toxic Crusaders. Oh, so they went Japanese like ninjas, like a Ninja Turtle. That's yeah, like a Ninja were, Turtle. That's, that's what, what they, they were, were doing, mm. and and it was more slapstick, and less gross out. Although there was plenty of gross out stuff and boobs and boobs. Yeah. There were there was one scene of boobs or and two I, scenes of boobs. There's I a couple think. boobs. I feel like the last trauma movie we watched was on accident. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but I put a movie on and it opened with the trauma opening and I'm like, oh no. Oh, surprise. Yeah. We're in for a film. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like Nukem High, was it? No. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched any of their newer stuff, the stuff that they um, kickstarted, like the Return to Nukem High mm. or um, Poultry Geist, <laughs> Night of the Chicken Dead. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I've been I've been kind of have had the itch to go back and watch mm. some of those and just see how how they hold up. I'm guessing not well. Probably not. <laughs> probably. I love not. Uncle Lloydie, but man, I bet some of those films do not He's hold up. He's been on the show. He's been on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we need to rerun that. We need to rerun that interview sometime. Next time we have some, uh, we don't have a, a lot of news on a day. I'll re- rerun that interview because I love that. That was highlight. Honestly, highlight for me. Career was, was, highlight. It, re- it <laughs> yeah. really was. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, the interview we did, for what I had to cut, I talked to him for like almost an hour. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. It was pretty awesome. But uh, we had to cut it down to like 20 minutes because a lot of it <laughs> couldn't use. use. <laughs> but should put the unaired or the unedited version if you still if have I, it. If I still have it, I'm, I think I still have it. I might do that. That's I might, a good Patreon bonus. Yeah, I might do that. I might do that. But that's basically all I've been doing. I've been considering going back and watching a bunch of... I've also been considering going back and watching a bunch of uh, Power Rangers. I want to go back from the beginning and go through it because... Now that you have a definitive Now that there is a definitive endpoint, yes. um, I guess that's a news thing, but we don't have to talk about it. It's just... 
Uh, Cosmic Fury, the newest season came out with their 10 episodes, just happened this Friday, this past Friday. Which on is Netflix. On they Netflix. just unceremoniously dumped them all onto Netflix? They, they've been promoting oh. it. They've been allowed to promote it because they are non-union. Oh, uh, yeah. Power Rangers is always non-union. Never, never union. Never was never a union gig. Thanks. But um, I'm Saban. That's, that's his that's, doing. He started the tradition. Yeah. But um, because, yeah, because that's been released... This is uh, Cosmic Fury is the definitive end of the 30 year run of Power Rangers. Um, the Hasbro said that if they decide to bring it back, it is not set within the same universe, s- universe continuity. And, and they will bring it back. It's, I, I don't know if they will. It's too much. Of, it's evergreen like Ninja Turtles, though. They're, it'll come back. The toys don't sell. Huh. They, the toys don't sell like they used to. It is now... It's mostly lightning collectibles it's, for it's adults. It's moved from uh, popular kid's toy to niche collectible for the discerning 30-something. <laughs> Hence why, you know, all the replica weapons and stuff are replica so expensive. Replica weapons and, and figures Helmets. that if you pose them in the wrong way, they will fall apart. Yep. Those lightning collection figs are not good. Huh. Yeah, I'm. I have the the original the, the Mighty Morphin team up there, and I right now I have their their human heads on them. I'm afraid to swap them back to their morphed helmets because the pegs on their necks will probably break. Wow! But there's a way you can fix that with a tiny little drill and a little metal rod. That's too much work. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't, I shouldn't have to. I know. For, but, the, for what they're charging but, for them, yeah. you shouldn't have to. But that's what a lot of Gundam modelers do when those pegs break. Well, sure, sure. But uh, but no, I think I'm going oh. to go back and do more Power Rangers. Yes, go for it. We watched Shin Ultraman. Shin Ultraman, yes. How was it? It was pretty good. Yeah. It was a lot like Shin Godzilla except Ultraman. Like, That's a, basically it. Yeah, yeah. It had the same like same focus vibe. on like people government. reacting, the government reacting to Ultraman. Yeah. And if giant you, monsters. Yeah. And, they okay. could have used more giant monsters fighting, honestly. Sure. Um. Wasn't my favorite a Hideki Anno remake movie, Shin yeah. movie, um, but it was still fun and good. Cool. I mean, it's probably my honestly my least favorite out of the bunch. But really? Then again, I have the I haven't watched a lot of Ultraman, whereas I've watched a a good amount of Common Rider. Yeah. And I know what Godzilla is. <laughs> like anybody can enjoy a Godzilla. Yeah, I was gonna say, which one is your favorite of the of the three? Chin uh, Godzilla. Godzilla. Then yeah. Common Rider, then yeah. Ultraman. Yeah. I, it did get me to go back and watch the first episode of actual original Ultraman, and I love that. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. I, I, did, I also, that is what I have the least background in is Ultraman, but yeah. it's What I've seen is really I good. I didn't realize how much Thunderbirds it is. It really is. Well, uh, the, the precursor season to Ultraman Ultra 7, it was, it was Thunderbirds. It was just a team of seven humans. Huh. And they're and they're cool machines. Yeah, I, di- I didn't know it was going to be Thunderbirds and also kaiju fights. Yeah, but that's what it is, and I, I I'm, I'll probably watch more of it because of yeah, it. and it's, the, it's good stuff. The, the Netflix anime piggybacks off that a little bit. Nice. Yeah, and I I, I skimmed around uh, Hideki Anno's first student film, mm. which is it a, a Ultraman fan movie? Uh, that, didn't they do that for Daikon or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And it is just Hideki Anno in an Ultraman suit, no helmet, mm-hmm. rolling around and fighting stuff, and it's it's very funny. It's looking. really fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really good. I have seen that, and that one is that one is pretty enjoyable. <laughs> it's just it's so wild that he didn't do the helmet. It's just it's just him. It's just him with it's his just glasses, his, his scruffy head. Uh huh. Well, hey, I tell you what, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll get into some of Josh's checkouts and then some news. Hey, Pagey. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> I don't know, Paige. But I do know this. Longplay is the number one show at both 11 p.m. Fridays and 3 p.m. Saturdays. Right here on, you guessed it, 104.7 WZMO. I invite you to tune in and check out the show that's a legend in its own mind. We are back from the break. Before we get into news, we're going to throw it over to Josh, since he's uh, had a couple weeks off. Let's see what he's been doing. All right. Welcome so, back, Josh. Hello. So, I'm a, little, I'm a little older, and I'm a little wiser, and I watched some stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went and saw um, Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. 
Oh, yeah. Yay. I've seen that, too. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I did. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's like a lot of things that I couldn't tell if they were references or they're actually setting something up. Like the one lady's last name, uh, the lady, the head, the, the you know, obviously villainous person. Oh, what was their last name? Uh, Ultram. Oh, Utram. Yeah, yeah, the Utrams were the the Krang. Krang, oh, Krang aliens. Yeah. Oh. oh, she's clear. She's got a Krang in there. <laughs> she's a robot she's hi- with a Krang. She's hiding a Krang in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Is like everything looks so weird. Yeah, she's toted, oh, I like that. Tip. She's she's a Krang. Yeah. Everyone like has like weird proportions and stuff. I like it. Gives it a fresh feel. Oh, it does. It does. Though I've seen some people like crab on it and talk like tell, like April looks like a little frog. I'm like. She just looks like a person. Yeah. Also, they're all supposed to be teens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's not going to run around in a skin and tight like, yellow. And Fujiko. like young teens. Yeah. 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 I mean, she wears a jacket and a beanie all the time. It's. Yeah, I thought it was a cute design. Yeah. I feel like it's people just getting mad because it's not the original 80s April. Oh, sure. So white. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but if you go back to the original comics, she's very ambiguous. They uh, Eastman has has said that if they were to do those original comics in color, uh, she would have been black. She would have been she would have been black. Okay, because in those first couple of comics, she has like a giant afro of curly hair. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But because the comics in black and white, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, another weird, another interesting thing about the style is like there's like weird like sketch lines around everything. I kind of love that though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely a very visually interesting movie. Um, it's not as gorgeous as a Spider-Man, but it's darn it, it's close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can definitely see the, the connective tissue between Mitchell's versus the Machines and this, because it's the same same folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I still haven't watched Mitchell's versus the Machines. Oh, oh you'd got to. It's yeah, good it's I've heard it's fantastic. good. I've heard it's good. Yeah. Solid um, film. It, anyway, it might have been my favorite movie of whatever year it was that it came out. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy the fact that there was no end credit scene. There is a mid credit, but there is no yeah. end credit. That's fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. And it and, was a good one too. Yeah, I mean they set up Shredder. <laughs> yeah, they set up Shredder. Yeah, <laughs> okay, sure. Well, they've got to. You who's, know, who's not in the movie? And I like that Shredder wasn't in the movie because that's um, a story that's been told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, the like. I don't know, just the like I know, t- kind of turning the origin story on its head a little bit. Yeah, that felt fresh. Also, awfully uh, strong of them to kill Baxter Stockman in the beginning of the movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Superfly is not Baxter Stockman. He's not. No. Interesting. No. Interesting. He's he's Baxter Baxter Stockman's little boy. His yeah. little fly boy. His little is his his first experiment. Yeah. Right? Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. That's a that's a cool take. Actually, like and I, had, I sat there and I thought about it and I was like, man, he seems so much older than everybody, even though all the mutants are pretty much the same age. But then I'm like, well, insects age faster. Sure. That's that was a thought I had. But then I'm like, well, then the turtles should be younger because terrapins take forever to age. <laughs> Do you remember in the reboot Michael Bay? Um, Platinum Dunes Turtles 2 Medea was Baxter Stockman <laughs> was she yeah Tyler Perry Tyler oh, Perry Tyler Perry, oh. Tyler Perry. Oh, not, right, right, right. Yeah, not right. literally Medea <laughs> I was like sitting there I was like <laughs> we're gonna do some science up in her <laughs> yeah. I don't understand it is with, with modern Ninja Turtle media and it's been happening for a while now where one of the turtles has a crush on April I'm getting tired. It of is kind of weird when they. I'm do getting that. tired of it. I think they. I think this is one of the better interpretations of it because it's goofy teenage feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like what? Okay, so like 2012, Nickelode- the first Nickelodeon Turtle series, the CGI one. Mm-hmm. It's Donatello. Yeah. Has a thing for April in the Michael Bay movies. It was Michael. It was Michelangelo. In this one, it was it's kind like- of all of them. In the Michael Bay one. Yeah. It was kind of all of them. Yeah. Also, I got that vibe from the original live action that it was kind of all In of the them. The original, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of all of them. And then and then this one, it's Leonardo. I feel like the only one that hasn't had a crush on her is Raph. He's not capable of love. No, he's just angry. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's too busy being angry. No time I, for love. Also, I like the designs of all the turtles in this one. Like, mm-hmm. everyone... Not only are they they have like distinct skin colors from each other, they all have very distinct visual styles. Oh sure. Like Raph is the big buff one, you know, and 
Dantello's got the... He's got glasses because he's a yeah. nerd. Yeah, he's got glasses because he's a nerd. I, I love that this Donatello is canonically a weeb. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. He name drops attack on Titan he's twice. He's wearing a JoJo sweater at the end. Nice. Or sweatshirt at oh, the end. was he? Yeah, it's got like, kind of vaguely the logo on oh, it. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm for that. That's awesome. Well, the reason why he comes up with the plan on how to kill the big monster at the end is he remembers how they do it and on Attack, attack on, on Titan. Titan. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, Splinter's flashback version of himself. Oh, also the fact that they almost never call him Splinter. He's the bad. Only, yeah, the only time, yeah. yeah, the only time they ever call him Splinter is when Leonardo is doing his Batman serious voice. <laughs> like, Master Splinter has given us a task. Uh, Jackie Chan is so funny as Splinter in this movie. Oh, too. And there's a great and there's a great uh, reference to like his like action movie style. Oh yeah, the way he, he's fighting a bunch of guards in uh, the TCRI building, and he's just using stuff around him, like office chairs. He's doing and, the goofy, yeah. he's doing the yeah. Jackie Chan. Splinter fights like so, Jackie so Chan. They, so they watched a bunch of Jackie Chan films and and kind of. Copied some of his, his fight also styles. just That's how awesome. goofy he looks in the flashbacks with yeah. like his wife beater and big <laughs> stupid mustache. <laughs> he just looks like you know just dad. It's a it's a great movie and I'm super stoked that they actually are doing a sequel to it because it deserves it. And That's there's a good. series. There's a series. Yeah, and they're gonna do a series too, which yeah. is a sequel to the to the movie. That's cool. But all in all, I really liked it. They do reference the the ninja rap. Yeah. Good. It's like two seconds, but I was like, oh, that's enough. That's all you need. What did you think of the music in the car chase scene? <laughs> that's, with, with the with the He-Man, the yeah, He-Man Hey, Hey, Hey song. Yeah, they Excellent. use the, the He-Man version of that song. <laughs> yeah, not even like not the, the original. Four, not the four non-blondes version? No, it's, it's oh, literally the He-Man one. Like you hear skele- the, the Skeletor voice. Goes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so inspired of a choice. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Also, Paul Rudd is um, Mondo Gecko. Mondo yeah. Gecko is actually pretty decent. Yeah. All the mutants were pretty decent. Cool. I hate the I hated the cockroach one though. That one was just gross. And also, it gets gross gets grosser later. Oh yeah, yeah it does. Ugh. <laughs> I like that they uh, use uh, what uh, what they do in the shadows. Uh, Nadja from that show is the bat in this. and she's Oh, Wingnut? Yeah. Oh, cool. God, <laughs> she's Wingnut, always that's, funny. I forgot Wingnut was in this. That's a deep cut because that oh. was a that was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tournament fighter exclusive character. <laughs> yeah, there was Wingnut. Uh, there was the Australian Gator with the robot eyes. Can't remember its name. Oh, is that Leather Leatherhead? Leatherhead. Leatherhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then there's Bebop and Rocksteady, which sure. they don't do a lot. That's fine. Other than just be Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, that's fine. They they come bouncing in with some music and they're just big buff guys. And they're like, Beebs, Rook! <laughs> <laughs> well, like they're best bros. Um I'm trying to think who else what all who else was in the movie? Wingnut, Mondo Gecko. Ah, oh, that got pretty much it. Yeah, I think we pretty much got it. Okay. Yeah. Watch, was, a, watch a movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. It's a good I know. Movie. I need to, it's on Paramount I, I, Plus. I need to see it. It's, oh, on, it's, it's, it's there it's now. On, okay. It's on Paramount Plus. Dare, dare I say it might be the best Ninja Turtles movie that they've ever done. I, which is... I don't know. I really like Turtles Forever. I've never seen that with the With the 2000... That was like a straight to video. Yeah, with the, the 2000 yeah, Turtles. that one is pretty good. The 2000 Turtles and the 80s cartoon Turtles. And it's know, really good. And I know the original movies are movie... Not the other ones. The other one isn't good. Those, those aren't good. Uh, but the first one is really good and has a lot of nostalgia. Secret value. of the Ooze is okay. It, it it did get hit pretty hard with the whole parents thing of the '90s and whatnot. Yeah, right. I feel like this is like one of the like Best the highest modern. quality. Oh yeah, but also it's the the ending was kind of weird. Like seeing them take that take on the turtles. I don't want to say anything because I don't. Want okay, to say yeah, it. that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely something they've not done with before. the turtles before. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Other stuff I've done. Um, I've been playing the Medieval Remaster. Oh. Medieval being the 90s adventure game with oh, Sir, the- Dan- Sir Daniel Fontescue's Skeletal Knight with no jaw. Yes, that's it. Yes. Um, it's not bad. It plays pretty much exactly like the original. Mm-hmm. Bad camera and all. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they didn't fix bummer. the camera? No. Oh, no. No, it's bad. It's no longer a bug, it's a feature. Yeah. 
But also, one thing I I don't remember if the original game ever had subtitles for for Sir Daniel when he spoke. I don't think it did. Well, now he has subtitles. That's weird. Yeah, I liked it better when it was like his grunts and stuff yeah, were more he, ambiguous. He just made weird noises. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, it's it's fine. It's decent. It's it's kind of Halloweeny themed. So now it's deciding to play it. Is it on PlayStation Plus? Well, I don't know if it's on the. I know the resurrected PSP port is on the classics catalog. I don't know if the remaster is or not. I don't remember how I got it. I don't remember if it was a monthly thing or what. Uh, playing that, that's fun. I'm not terribly far into it. Um, I've beaten one boss and I'm like a couple levels past that. But no, it, it's decent. It's fun. It's a nice little throwback kind of thing. It feels very nostalgic mm. for 90s you know, PlayStation games go. We've been watching the final season of Matt Groening's D- Disenchantment. Oh, that did just come out. Yes, it did. Yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, we're a couple episodes into it. And there's a funny joke in the first episode where uh, they're talking about stuff and like Nicole like looks over and she goes, I don't remember anything that's been going on in this show. Like, because it's been so long since the last couple of seasons. That's what's kind sure. of stopped me from watching it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a joke <laughs> in the first episode where some guy kind of opens a window and is and like... Uh, Tara, T, uh, Bean's mom is, you know, taking over the kingdom or whatever, and she like any questions? And she's like got the whole kingdom in front of her, and this guy like pops out of a window, and goes, "I've got one." You know, there's been so much time between all these developments, none of us really know what's going on or remember. You know, you're gonna do something about that, and then he he just gets shot with a flaming arrow in the head. <laughs> so they lampshade that has been so long, and people have kind yeah. of forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of. That's funny. That's fine. Even even I've been kind of like I don't even a hundred percent remember. Like I get, I get that really feels like a, a Futurama joke. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I I hope it's not as hit and miss as this new season of Futurama has been. I still haven't watched it, so I w- I can't tell you on yeah. that one. I I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's also not. It's got some stinkers in it's there. It's got some rough ones. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. Yeah. That's pretty much all I've been really doing. Okay. Well, cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, award-winning news segment. I I mentioned the award-winning because I was cleaning my office the other day and I found the the Nerd Overload official award (laughs) (laughs) so that we can officially say that we're an award-winning. Who cares where it came from? (laughs) like how i can say i'm an award-winning indie game developer. hey you, you are did though, because you one did. time i did win you an did award win an award so there you go so yeah let's get into some of this uh new stuff um do we want to talk about the couple of movie trailers real quick not sure. out of the way so first up there was a trailer for the uh go- jumping back to the trauma stuff the remake the big budget remake of the Toxic Avenger, Spar- starring Peter Dinklage. It's so wild to see a big, a big budget remake of a trauma movie. Yeah, and so the teaser trailer just came out today. Like it is fresh, less than twenty four hours old. Right, and it is a wild vibe. Yeah, it it looks it looks like a Tim and Eric sketch. <laughs> yeah, in the, the best possible yeah, way. Like yeah, like the the grain the the grainy uh, news article bits with the bad like editing and uh-huh. stuff and then it cuts to the actual know, movie actual, and that scene is in the original toxic avenger oh where he like goes to a, a fast a food diner. place because people have taken over the uh, the fast food place or whatever yeah it's i'm excited and it, guys it, it, it looks great it was as violent as you would want a well movie to be <laughs> well yeah well there's only one scene of like hyper violence and everything else is kind of just from the outside, yeah. well, I'm, I'm I'm assuming that I'm the assuming movie's the rest going to continue gonna have at that to be. level. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, how could you? I mean, I I love Toxic Crusaders, and that is a child's version of the Toxic Avenger. But you can't you can't do a Toxic Avenger reboot without being gross, and without violent. being hyper violent. You can't. It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't match the tone of the original. Oh, yeah. People would complain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like the logo that they came the up logos, with. That little, like, mm-hmm. toxic skull logo is really good. Yeah. The, 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 that, that, and that news article with the, with the potato. 
Oh yeah, the potato is the artist's rendering of what talks of looks oh, what, like. what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, it looks great. I'm really excited for it. I can't wait till we see more. It's um, I think it's Legendary Pictures is uh, co-producing it. That's accurate. Yeah, even if that's not true, it sounds it right. It sounds right because <laughs> they they do one of two things: uh, Godzilla MonsterVerse movies and really gross horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is all they do. And well, the whole time they are extra willing to mine nostalgia. Nostalgia also. bait because <laughs> yeah. they because Legendary did the Power Rangers reboot. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Well, everybody's allowed to have one stinker. It's all good. But you know what? Going I back, thought that it one was actually fine. wasn't too bad. I it thought was, it was fine. It was fine. It's 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 easy and fun to dunk on the new Power Rangers movie, but it was fine. They Elizabeth, did a few things oh, right. Elizabeth Banks is makes it oh she was the yeah, yeah. she was oh she was the clear highlight by <laughs> oh, yeah. far the best part of she, it choose every scene she walks through yep uh next movie trailer there's one uh for a spy action comedy called argyle you know what i'm kind of excited for this it looks kind of great right it's yeah. uh it, it's 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 it, it, it's a lot like the kingsman yeah well it's matthew vaughn yeah it's it's kingsman but you know American. It it feels like a version of the Kingsman that your mom could watch, but like <laughs> not in in a way that's not demeaning. Like I didn't sure. mean that to sound like it. Yeah, it's demeaning. It's, but it seems like the whole thing is that there's a it's it's like a meta narrative between a book about Agent Ar- Argyle and the uh, writer of the book who has somehow managed to predict real world spy events. Within her book. And it's made her a target to actual spies. Actual spies. And it has a pretty crazy cast to it, too. Oh, yeah. So that's Sam Rockwell. There was Sam Jackson. Both the Sams were there. <laughs> that's pretty great. I'm sorry you didn't get the memo. I know. I missed it. I was out that day. You missed the casting call. I did. Uh, but uh, Henry Cavill is yep. there. Um, they had to get Lena Dunham instead. Uh, no. <laughs> no, she's not in this worst, movie. It's the worst joke. <laughs> they had to get Jeff Dunham. Yeah, they had to get <laughs> Jeff Dunham. <laughs> awful puppets. Peanuts in the movie. Oh, no. But, uh, <laughs> they, have to st- they have to stop Ahmed the Tip Tears. But no, it's interesting because the... That might be the worst of his puppets. That might be. That might be it. Yeah. But uh, but I mean the the uh, the writer of the Argyle books is Bryce Dallas Howard. She's the main mm-hmm. actress, and she's a great actress. Oh yeah, and a great director of Mandalorian episodes. Yeah. <laughs> all my favorite episodes of the Mandalorian somehow always end up being the ones that she directed. She's uh, she's pretty talented. Yeah, but uh, Argyle looks great. I'm very uh, very much looking forward to. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that poor cat. <laughs> that poor uh, that's the you know what the cat is actually the only thing that i'm kind of not on board yeah with that cgi cat because dumb. the cg was either the cg was not finished and it also makes me worried there's going to be too many jokes about them being mean to a cat well that too yeah that yeah. is whenever whenever there's a cat in a movie it's always like it's gonna die <laughs> in yeah. a way that's supposed to be I don't think this cat's funny. gonna die though. No, I don't yeah. think he's gonna die. But like, there's always gonna... in precarious situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, that thing where it's like it's like it like jumps up in the air when it hits the trampoline or whatever. That was bad CG. Yeah, yeah. That was and it's bad. like, are we trying to bring back the bad shoehorned in 3D <laughs> moments? It looked like a shot from a Stuart Little movie. It kind of <laughs> did. Yeah. It... <laughs> Yeah, it really did. <laughs> it's like maybe he was chasing Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, what are some of the other things that uh, there was a, a Scott Pilgrim no, animated thing? The, the yeah. Scott Pilgrim, the anime. I hope it's more different than the mo- from the movie than this makes it seem like. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it is looking pretty almost shot for shot. But then again, there's. Therein lies the problem with the movie being as close to the comic, a v- very faithful re- retelling of the comic to a point, and because they didn't have the last, yeah, because it wasn't done book, yet, it wasn't done yet, so the the, the ending's different, and yeah, they, and they change a lot. There's a, a lot of jokes that are in the movie that aren't in the comic, that, yeah. But I, I would, I would like to see like a do over on Scott Pilgrim, like the same story, but like not modernized, but just like, well, here's some places where we could add more to make it make more sense. Sure, sure, I can see that. Or like flesh out Ramona more. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I just, I want it to be different. No, that makes (laughs) sense. That makes sense. I'm sure it'll follow the comic when it gets to the end too. 
Yeah. Hopefully. But also the fact that they got the movie cast to come back and do the voices, which yeah. is which is nice. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, Michael Sarah needs a new renaissance. He already he's doing fine. <laughs> Alan and yeah. Barbie was his renaissance. I know, <laughs> he's right? His renaissance. Michael Sarah's doing just fine. I'm sure he is. Yeah, and he's at the point where he doesn't have to do anything that he doesn't want to. Yeah. The rest of the time, he sits and waits for super bad residuals to come in from when it was when it's on. HBO. I will say I was uh, <laughs> speaking of Michael Sarah. I was scrolling through Twitter the other day and, you know, not really half paying attention. And I thought there was an article I would stopped and went back because I thought I saw an article about Beck, the musician Beck. And as it turns out, no, it was Michael Sarah in a floppy hat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the last time I remember, you know, caring about Beck was the Futurama episode when Bender becomes a folk singer. Oh, sure. The majority of what I know about Beck is between that and the episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast, <laughs> where he brought his uh, 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 recliner yeah. into the interview and he and he fell asleep with a uh, lampshade on his head. I think Devil's Haircut is a jam. Yeah, Devil's Haircut is a jam. That's a good song. Uh, let's see. There was a teaser for Rick and Morty season seven or nine? Seven? <laughs> Seven. Seven, six, seven. seven, six, too many. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. season seven. Season uh, seven. But this is the first one. With the new with voices. The new voices, and guess what? They, sound they got sound-alikes, and they sound fine. They yeah. sound fine. It's, 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 it's almost like Justin Roiland wasn't anything special, and everyone can do those voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Surprise. Like I said, the last season was not terrible, so I'm kind of hoping that, you know, the trend kind of continues on an upswing, because... I do like the show. I like I'm invested in the universe. I'm everything. When it hits, it hits pretty hard. Yeah. But it, when it misses Those hits are getting further between. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that first season was lightning in a bottle and then It really kind of was. Yeah. Uh the only thing that I'm, you know, I have no vested interest in this. I don't really watch uh, Rick and Morty at, beyond that first season, but I am interested to see how the season feels because I don't like Justin Roiland. I don't like him, but uh, his shtick, aside from the terrible things that he did, his shtick had really gotten old. It had gotten pretty old, but uh, he was pretty good at improving stuff. And I'm curious to see if these new voice actors can do that can match or emulate the style of improv that he was able to like. I don't know if they're going to be able to do yeah. the uh, they TV even, of of the future, or whatever. The interdimensional cable, yeah. yeah Will they even it. attempt? Well, I think that had run out of juice too. Anyway, I think, yeah. <laughs> well, when the show became more serialized, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, when all the universe building started really going on. But it'll be curious to see if the if the voice actors are no, we just read what is in the script and that is it, or if they are going to be given the same freedom to improvise as. <laughs> Uh, Royland. Now that Dan Harmon is in charge, I get the feeling that it will be you will read what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's yeah. true. He is get, very get, hardcore when it comes to get that into stuff. some community yeah. community rules up yeah. in here. Yeah. Yeah. Now cancel it. Now bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> now bring it back on Yahoo. <laughs> oh man, Yahoo. Right. Oh, that was yeah. There was another show on Yahoo that I watched, um, Other Space. It was it was like a weird Star Trek comedy style show. Oh, it had Joel and Trace. It had on tr- it. Joel and Trace. It had uh Karen Sony who's uh Wait, done a bunch it, of stuff. Is that the one with the little green alien blob thing? No. What am I thinking? No, this was a this was a live action show. Oh, okay. It had um um Yel- Milana Vantrub, who's the um uh AT&T girl. Now, oh, okay. Uh, it had and maybe Squirrel Girl someday. and maybe Girl Squirrel someday. Yeah, yeah. and as no, not gr- you said Girl Squirrel. That girl is a squirrel, different that, character. That is a different character. <laughs> girl that Squirrel, is very true. That is a legitimate different. Oh character. yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that? Didn't she turn out to be Rescuer? The the yeah. um, oh the Asgardian the squirrel, squirrel that lives on on the World Tree. Yeah, yeah messing yeah. with reality and stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, that show was great. It only had like ten episodes. But and you can't get it anywhere now, which is a shame. Like so many other things that just disappear into the ether and never just be seen again. It's all that ether in these days where everything is backed up. 
and digital, things shouldn't just disappear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There but should you, not be lost media these you, days. You can't get a tax write-off unless you do. That's <laughs> that's a good point. All right, we have time for like maybe one or two more things, so um, why don't we pick a couple things Did here. we talk about One Piece getting a season two? No, we didn't. I'm not surprised. Yeah, it is. I haven't watched it, but I've heard that it's actually not terrible. It is pretty good. I like it a lot. I've heard similarly good things about it. And it's gotten me to watch the anime. Oh, nice. So... Mission accomplished, I think. Hey, there you go. <laughs> now you're invested in a series that's never going to end until the creator dies. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the best part is I'll probably die before, it, <laughs> before One Piece it, ends. Before it ends. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do we want to talk about epic layoffs, WWE layoffs? I guess we should mention the layoffs since we I made a joke ma- about it. We made a there, joke like, about it, yeah. <laughs> which may be in poor taste now that I think about it. Yeah. But there's been a lot of a lot of layoffs. Epic laid off a bunch of people. The people eight hundred and something people. Yeah, the people who make Fortnite and Unreal Engine that Fortnite runs on, and a bunch of other games. Uh, even though they've had nothing but humongous profits, they still managed to lay off eight hundred people uh, because they've been trying to grow too fast. I guess is what they said. Well, I mean, I'm sure they paid a lot for the buku amount of. Uh, of guest characters you can get in Fortnite. Yeah, and all the ex- the uh, Epic Game Store exclusivity thing that that nobody would do if they didn't give them a bunch of money to do it. Yeah. 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 Well, the uh, the other uh thing is they uh I because I mentioned it, I guess. Uh the WWE fired a bunch of their uh mid-card like 20 something wrestlers. 20 some odd wrestlers and this is right after the merger between uh, WWE Titan, the Titan Sports and the UFC. So we kind of kind of had a feeling this was coming. Um, Dana White, that was the name I couldn't remember. Dana White, yeah, that's the one. Um, also, Vince McMahon is technically not in charge anymore, which I think is a good thing. I didn't think yeah. he was in charge for a while. No, he stepped down and came back. Mm. He um, stepped down, but it was fake. Oh, uh, when they oh. had all those nasty allegations, he fake stepped down and yeah. snuck back. And wow, snuck back what in. a dirtbag! He 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 stepped down, grew a tiny mustache, and uh, uh, colored his hair jet black, and came back. That's not a joke. I'm Prince Mc, Mc- Sir <laughs> McGuy. Yeah, you nailed it, Prince McGuy. Prince McGuy. Yes, <laughs> Lord Lord McPerson. Well. <laughs> Two of the guys that got fired were uh, Mace and Mansoor. Uh, Mace was uh, Brennan Williams. He was a former football player that uh, I've actually been following his career since he got into the NXT because he used to do um, YouTube reviews of video games before he got into <laughs> wrestling. wrestling. And his gimmick for a while, well, his uh, his screen name is the Great Black Otaku, and he was the Shogun, the Great Black Otaku. The Shogun of the Row for the longest time. Nice. Apparently, his um, most recent gimmick with this other guy, Mansoor, they were the uh, two members of the Maximum Modeling Agency, <laughs> and they were literally uh, Zoolander-esque male models <laughs> that would get out there and wrestle and do JoJo poses, like legit JoJo poses. <laughs> oh, that was the entire gimmick. That's so great. It's so great. And uh, from the way it sounds, those two are going to land on their feet. It sounds like they've gotten actually a couple of... The one's, um, one's kind of like a VTuber now, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Brennan Williams Mace is... He's he's a, he's a VTuber. He does... Uh, he's actually been doing a lot of Twitch streams talking about the ins and outs of working with WWE coming up through their talent acquisition and everything. It's been really interesting to, to listen to just from a, a historical standpoint. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And seeing, seeing the, you know, how the, how, how the, how the sausage is made kind of thing. Yeah. There was apparently, um, they had pitched a couple of times, uh, storylines where, uh, one of the two male models would get a tiny cut on their face and turn into a Bane esque character because <laughs> they are now hideous. Like, like that a, was going to be the the <laughs> ongoing gimmick. The doc, like, the Doctor Doom, like like the know. Doctor Doom has a tiny little, just a little nick on his cheek or whatever, and now they're hideous. I'm disfigured. I'm disfigured. <laughs> I'm going to wear a mask and come and become I'm the real monster. villain. Yeah, that was <laughs> Phantom of the Opera stuff. <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of a, a weird Phantom of the Opera like like riff, but that was kind of the gimmick they were going to do, which which would have been really they, cool to watch. But they didn't fire Oscar, did they? No, no, okay, but good. I think I honestly think she's getting disillusioned with the uh, with the company. Some of the stuff I've seen, she is not. Is she the one that did the tribute to China recently? No, 
No, Oscar okay. is Oscar spits green acid on people's face. Yeah, Oscar's oh. great. Yeah, she's my favorite wrestler. Even that though sounds I'm like not it, a sounds, wrestleman. it sounds like that time when uh when Guar had a female front person. Oh yeah, but that wasn't. She didn't spit the vomit. Yeah, I know. It was like. Yeah, it, she didn't spit the vomit. That's yeah. all we did, have to say. Did you see Guar did a Tiny Desk concert for NPR? Really? They did. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that one it's out. It's good. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we've actually hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, X and Prentices, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. The number is 419-561-5556. Leave us a message and we'll play it on the show. That's right. You can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. Finally, I'd like to thank Parker for the uh, help over at the Facebook page and also David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Pizza out.